Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Cardboard Herald, my chance to talk with creative gamers and game creators. And joining me today is first-time self-publisher Cameron Art of Cameron Art Games. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, we are going to talk about Vowel, the new word game that you are proposing to bring into the world. You have it on Kickstarter as of recording this. You're about a third of the way funded. And this is like a, a really interesting project because it has some like gamification elements that feel very hobby game focused, but in a lot of ways it feels like a traditional word game. Why was like a word game the first thing that you wanted to to bring to the world under Cameron Art? Um, you know, I think in our hobby, there tends to kind of just be this sort of almost a stigma around word games that I have never quite understood why that's there. Um, a lot of the times when people hear word game, it's usually an instant turnoff for people who just don't love word games. Um, so when I came up with this concept for Vowel, I knew in developing it that I really wanted to build something that would try to break the mold a little bit and appeal to both hobby gamers and people who have only ever played like Scrabble and things like that. Well, let's talk about your history. You know, like what brought you into gaming? Are you the Scrabble gamer who grew up playing all sorts of word games, you know, Balderdash, that type of stuff? Or did you come through the trajectory of Catan and all those hobby games? Uh, yeah, for most of my childhood, it was definitely just things like Scrabble. Um, we played a lot of things like Farkle, Uno, Yahtzee with my parents, um, going on camping trips and things like that. And in high school, uh, my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, um, her brother-in-law introduced me to, I think it was King of Tokyo was the, the first more modern thing that I sat down to play. And it just exploded from there. You know, he's got the typical closet of 200 plus games. And <laughs> I, I just had no idea that modern gaming really existed until that time. Um, and I fell in love with it. Okay, so you're doing a really audacious thing here. In 2020, you're saying, yo, amongst all these Kickstarter giants that are out there, I want to create a very small project and deliver that to people. You know, what was the impetus for, like, self-publishing this as opposed to pitching around to all sorts of different publishers who might be interested? Yeah, um, I think part of the biggest reason I, I decided to go the self-publishing route was... Going, growing up through high school, um, I, I definitely felt, had kind of this entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I, at one point, started a boba tea business. Delicious. Yeah, it was, ours was the best. Um, and I, I kind of just had this entrepreneurial spirit. Now in college, I'm pursuing a degree in accounting, and I might also double major in business. Um, and I've kind of always just known I wanted to build something myself and work for myself. So... Uh, Pretty early on, I had decided that self-publishing was the route I wanted to go, unless I stumbled upon a publisher that I really felt confident would be the best fit for the game. Um, but yeah, pretty early on, I, I decided that self-publishing was the way I wanted to go. One of the coolest things about this game, like the, the thing that was the biggest takeaway for me is the scoring system, which felt completely unique and I've played a lot of games you know you have yeah. escalating difficulty based off of your current score which that makes sense but when you do have some sort of victory in the game on a round you either have the option of moving forward 
uh, a greater amount or moving forward only a, a lesser amount, but bringing the victory point threshold in order to win the game closer for you and an opponent. Presumably, that's going to be like a rubber banding mechanic in order to help out players who aren't doing as well. And it's this nice little bit of tension between do I want to advance, but it's going to be purely more difficult for me, or is it going to be something where I uh, give a, a concession to my opponent in order to make it a little bit easier to reach that end? And I, 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 I was completely blown away by this. Did you have some direct inspiration for that? Like, what was that idea born out of? Not in particular. Um, I've always been a big fan of games that try to kind of break the mold in terms of scoring. I'm, I'm a fan of games that aren't just straight victory points the first one i really appreciated was scythe kind of it, it it definitely has a traditional scoring system to it but the whole six star system um of how the game ended felt very unique to me um let me think if there are any others i can think of uh red tavern inn not sure if you've played that one there's a whole bunch of those kind of a similar sort of deal where you've got two tokens moving towards each other and when they meet i think you lose in that game um when the two tokens meet um yeah and just stuff like that i I really appreciate games that try to do something unique with either their victory condition or their scoring conditions that i haven't seen before um not to say that i don't appreciate straight point salad games and just going for victory points but so what's the ambition beyond this because you know if you're this entrepreneurial type of person you're getting uh you know education in business and accounting what are the next steps for you assuming that you're able to get this funded like do you see yourself continuing to design and publish games do you want to sign games by other people you know in a successful maybe not over the moon successful scenario, but yeah. like a, a reasonable business plan. What do you expect from Kamen Art in the future? I would love to continue self-publishing games. Um, I've got a lot of things on the docket, as I know most aspiring game designers do. <laughs> a, a lot of things going on all at once. Um, I, I would love to keep self-publishing things. I am optimistic that I can continue to do so. I, I think success for me just means being able to continue to do so without losing money on it. Um, I, I'm not necessarily aspiring to be the next huge hit publisher that's, you know, breaking down barriers and selling millions of copies. But I, I would love to keep getting my games out there, provided people keep wanting to see them. Yeah, well, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with thinking that, you know, maybe you could be the Simon of word games or <laughs> something like that. But... Is that like a, a particular shtick that you would want to continue playing within the word games? Or do you feel like, no, I want to take a crack at a 4X game next. Or, you know, you have designs of all sorts of different genres. Like, what are some ambitions specifically in the game world that that you want to see come to life? Yeah, I, I don't think I want to continue. I, I don't think I would do another word game um, unless it was an idea that really felt like I, I couldn't pass it up. I'd like to have a sort of diverse portfolio in terms of what I publish, um, lots of different genres. Although I do, in terms of where I am in my own design journey, kind of feel like I've settled into this 
kind of what you're talking about earlier, trying to bridge the gap between the hobby market and the more mass market games. So very accessible games that still appeal to strategy gamers and give players interesting decisions um, while not being overwhelming to learn. Sometimes one of the things that you talk about in interviews like this is what you're going to do if you succeed. And, you know, that's the goal, right? That's what you're trying to make happen. Uh, and in some situations, it's a little less comfortable to talk about, but certainly a, a possibility for many people uh, at many stages of, uh, of their publishing or design journey is what happens if you don't. So right now we're about a third of the way of funding the project and you still got quite a bit of time. So it's kind of up in the air on to whether it's going to succeed or not. There's a lot of speculation that you could do about, you know, the, the trajectory of backers and periodic lulls that you can anticipate, yeah. you know, like anyone who's been in the game and, uh, you know, following a lot of uh, blogs out there or podcasts that are more focused specifically on how to get games published. Um, there's a lot of data on what to expect based off of where you're at and what things are left to go. But, you know, if you were to get to the end of this project and you hadn't funded Vowel completely to the $15,000 goal, I want to say, yeah. what what do you do then? I, I wouldn't necessarily be too devastated. It'd be upsetting, obviously. Um, I'm optimistic that with the right pre-launch marketing I, th I think one of the biggest things that hurt me is was the loss of a lot of conventions this year um not being able to go to cons and demo the game and just try to show people and get more awareness around it kind of hurt our pre-launch following a little bit um so i think i would feel relatively optimistic about attempting a relaunch um sometime later next year if we weren't able to fund i like i said I, i've got a lot of other projects in the work too so you know, it, it could go either way. If I feel like the demand just really isn't there, um, it's possible I might just move on to the next project and maybe try and come back for a relaunch later on in my career or see what happens. Um, so the last thing that we should leave this at is I, I think that as a first-time creator, even getting to the stage where you have a Kickstarter that is even a third of the way funded at this point, you know, that's a victory in and of itself. You yeah. know, taking the plunge, doing all the work in order to get a game ready to be presented to reviewers and sending it out, getting all the art assets done and everything, and having something that you can legitimately pitch to the public. Mm -hmm. So... For anyone who's out there who has been kind of thinking about diving into self-publication and game design and that kind of stuff, from where you're at right now, what what is the advice that, that you would like to give to someone who is not quite at that stage yet? That is an excellent question. Um, I, I think what I would say is just don't be afraid to dive in and start sharing your project with people. Um, I spent, this this game was in development for way longer than it needed to be. Um, I came up with the original concept close to three years ago now. Um, and I think what slowed down my process the most was just being afraid to get it out there and have people play it and just show people the game and get feedback. Um, I think a lot of times people are 
either afraid that people won't like the game or they're afraid that somebody's going to steal their idea and that prevents them from just really getting out in the community and starting to share this awesome thing they've made. So I would say, yeah, number one is just get your game out there. Start having people play it. Solid advice for everyone who's out there who's thinking about making games and really for any creative endeavor at all. So we're going to leave it at that. Thank you so much for coming on to the show, Cameron. And yeah, for everyone out there, please go check out Cameron's Kickstarter for Vowel. That's by Cameron Art Games. It's live as of the time that we're publishing this. So I'll have a link in the video description and on the podcast notes or whatever they call it for the description on the podcast end of things. So once again, thanks for coming on to the show, Cameron. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this video, we have all kinds of other reviews, interviews, and recommendations via writing, podcasts, and video here on our channel and website CardboardHerald.com. Our content is audience supported, so if you want to show your support, please visit our Patreon. Thank you so much for watching. This has been the Cardboard Herald.